daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your favorite podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Cody, I'm super excited to be back today to talk and discuss the Houston Texans. Why? Well, a lot of great news is coming out of camp. First and foremost, rookie John Reed is having a very impressive camp, so much so that it caught the attention of head coach general manager Bill O'Brien, who Simply put, he's having the best camp of any rookie. John Reed was selected uh, the fourth round, fifth round, was it? In the later rounds, cornerback. And um, like I said, right now he's having a very good camp. Uh, Bill O'Brien had to say that he's having a really good camp. He might have had the best camp of any rookie. Some of these guys coming here as rookies and they just know how to work. That's really encouraging to hear because that means that Reed is going to be another adept cornerback on this team on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, If things don't work out with some of the other corners, maybe he can be a plug-in and play. However, to have him in the coming years on your roster could be a good thing as well. But to hear he's having a very good camp uh, is really encouraging. And uh, you're getting the attention of your head coach which means I know you're getting the attention of your D.C., Anthony Weaver. These two guys want to work together to create this exotic defense. Uh, We've been hearing about Lonnie Johnson getting some burn uh, at the safety position. Um, So maybe Reed can find some time on this defense this year to uh, get on that field. We'll see how that continues to play out. But having a good rookie camp so far, we're having a good training camp so far, period. On the opposite side, Kiki QT did miss practice again. Uh, this time, the news is he missed practice due to an injury, so he's not just in the doghouse, which a lot of us loves to allude to because it's been the truth in the past. But he did have some undisclosed injury that he's dealing with. He's missed practice uh, again. So hopefully he'll be able to recover pretty fast, come back, and give this Texan team another weapon at receiver that they can use during practice or on the field come Thursday night moving forward. Mm-mm-mm. I really do feel bad for Kiki. You know, just last week, Bill O'Brien was actually um, raving about him and how good of a training camp he has dealt, has been doing. And, you know, so much so to the point, you know, I actually wrote an article last week on ESPN Houston about how he's a, he's going to have the po- possibility to have that breakout season, to have the possibility to get outside of Bill O'Brien's doghouse. You know, a lot of us talked about Kiki QT in a way of him being a, I'm not going to necessarily say a bust because I don't think the expectations was were as high where you could label him as a bust, but it was pretty disappointing, especially when you think about the very first game we he had when he set the record for most receptions for a wide receiver um in his NFL debut, you know, you take a look at that and here we are two, three years later. And, you know, we haven't had at least half of the player as Kiki QT showcase against the Indianapolis calls that day. But what I've seen in training camp is a guy who has put in a lot of work this off season. And it's unfortunate to know that he's going to be in a position where he's not, he may not have the opportunity to showcase his ability because 
if he's not available to go, and as of right now, it don't look like he's going to be able to go on Thursday when they have quote unquote their um. I don't, I don't want to call it a preseason game, but the scrimmage against themselves, you know, if that is still on schedule, given the storm that's about to hit later on tonight, but if he's not able to go and let's say somebody like Steven Mitchell Jr. who has had a pretty good um, training camp himself, I don't know if he's going to have the ability to have that breakout season that a guy like Bill O'Brien actually said that he can see him possibly having. It's unfortunate to know that here we are on the brink of an 2020 season. You know, the coaching staff has seen all the work you have put in. Up until this week, you you have had a really great training camp, all for it to be an injury to your foot. Man, it's it's an unfortunate situation for QT. You know, prayers up to him for a speedy recovery. While the absence of QT is very disheartening, the Houston Texas offense has been rolling in practice. David Johnson getting touchdowns. Brandon Cooks getting huge plays connected on back-to-backs. Deshaun Watson is in full control of this offense. Sounds like there's been a lot of fun. There's been a, a lot of electricity with the speed across the board. When you look at the depth chart set up for Houston and their offense, and it's been showing in training camp. Cody, what have you seen out of training camp so far uh, on the offensive side of the ball? Well, you're talking about the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to get into that a little bit later because, to be honest, what I've seen, especially from Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, um, Duke Johnson in that receiving core, I kind of expect. But my biggest takeaway from every time I'm, I'm able to go down to the Texans training camp is the fact that I'm a pretty big believer in this Texan secondary. Just about every single day, Justin Reed, Lonnie Johnson Jr., um, you name the corner or the safety, they are picking off Deshaun Watson and A.J. McCarron when they go out there and get reps. That is my biggest takeaway. I truly believe that this secondary is going to be a hell of a lot better than what we saw in 2019 because, John, I'm pretty sure you remember Almost every single time you and I got on got on the mic, it seems like we was in a roller coaster of a year with the Texans secondary. You know, one week it seemed like they had the potential to be one of, if not the best secondary in the league, like in the game against the New England Patriots that happened, I believe it was on a Thursday night. And then next thing you know, you go up against a young rookie against the Denver Broncos and you look like a no-show. So I truly believe that the inconsistencies that we've seen in the secondary um, is going to be a hell of a lot better in 2020 versus than it was in 2019. So, Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Bill Bars are tasty. Not none of that bland, no flavor bars. No, none of that. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Who doesn't like candy bar? Snickers, Mr. Good Bar, the whole nine but it's just a little bit more better for you. 16 amazing flavors, eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut-free flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy like me. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, which is what you really need if you're really trying to get a little bit healthier. Flavor profile here, peanut butter brownie, 20 grams protein, 170 calories, 3 grams sugar, 3 grams net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. 
Hey, Ross, nice to meet you, man. Um, can you just talk about some of your personal goals that you have set for yourself as you head into your rookie season? Yeah, just like I said, continue just to learn, uh, gain all the knowledge I can, uh, just gain trust in the vets, um, let them know that they can trust me while I'm on the field with them, that I do my job, and, man, just keep grinding. Just keep striving to be great each and every day. Um, my, my main goal is just, just be a sponge, soak up everything I possibly can. So I, whenever I'm older, I can make things slow down for me and I can pass it on to the next person. That was Ross Blacklock, of course. Um, yesterday, he had his very first media availability speaking to the reporters about, you know, just the upcoming season as a rookie. And um, my biggest takeaway from everything that he said and you guys heard it about, you know, his goal, one of the things that he always talked about was the was knowledge and learning from the pros, learning from guys like J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, and all the other vets. And he knows that this year, you know, of course, given the, the situation that's going on with COVID and not having all the um, rookie training camps and all that other good stuff, he knows that this is going to be a year, like Bill O'Brien said, that the rookies are going to struggle. But as expected, he is up for the challenge. And this year is going to be – he knows that this year is going to be very critical for him to soak up as, as much knowledge as possible because – the mistakes that he's going to make this year in his rookie season, he's not going to be able to get away with that going into his second season. And if you go back, you guys can find it on YouTube and listen to his whole entire press conference. Almost every single question, every time somebody asked him a question, no matter if it was myself or Aaron Wilson, Aaron Rees, or, or whoever the case may be, just about every single answer he gave he talked about how much he is willing to learn and soak up as much knowledge as possible and um you know first of all first and foremost shout out to him just being a hometown guy the fact that listen to the life that ross blacklock is living right now he's from houston he has the opportunity to play for his favorite team to learn from his favorite player of all time and jj watt and then when it's all said and done, he only lives 20 minutes from his house to see his parents. Like, John, that, that's the life right there, especially as a rookie with given the, the, the situation of the world right now. Yeah, you can do a lot of saving money, saving uh, a place to stay. You don't have to spend too much money. You can really crash at your parents' house for the first year to get acclimated <laughs> to the NFL if you want to. Ross is probably like, hey, you know what, mama? <laughs> I can get you a house and get myself a house. I don't got to do the family thing right now. But uh, it does help to have your family at home in the city that you are now be uh, playing for. You represent them because this is the place you grew up. I would like to say that the encouraging words of hearing every single uh, player, staff, head coach speak about Ross Blacklock and how he's been having a very good camp, it really, really lightens the heart. And it makes one think, well, Losing DJ Reader is going to be okay. Reader did not get those eye-popping numbers, but boy, did I tell you, he was, he's very important. He was very important to what the Texans did defensively, especially in the last two years because of how much he grew as a defensive tackle, how smart he became, really mastered that position, really reminded me of a Vince Wilford. Won't always give you those big sack numbers. And a lot of times, some of the biggest plays may not show up in the stat sheet, but 
best believe he's out there on that field. Ross is a guy at his young age with his athletic ability that I can really see giving Houston the sacks internally on that defensive line. Uh, we know majority of Houston sacks comes from the outside, whether that's J.J. Watt, Winnie Merciless, Jacob Martin, who we have acquired uh, after last year. He got three and a half sacks. Uh, they normally come around from those edge rusher positions, but I think Ross can be a guy that can really contribute, if not this year. Uh, as mentioned, a veteran year, rookies will get some burn. He was the first rookie drafted. So, of course, we're going to be able to see him on the field at some point. Uh, but eventually, I think he can be a guy that can really help take the pressure away from all of the older vets. Mentioned J.J. Watt's name, of course. He is the oldest vet across that defensive line that we've had him in Houston for the last 10 years. Uh, Ross is a guy that he has a very good first step, can beat a center-guard combination, and can really cause disruption in, in that backfield. And so uh, just going on and on about how great of a training camp he's having, what could you really want more? Well, I could tell you what not only myself but the Texans want. <laughs> they want a new guy that they can feature as the leader of this defensive front seven in the future. And Blacklock has that potential to be the next person up because, John, you and I talked about it a lot. J.J. Watt's getting up there in A's. Someone needs to step up and take the reins. Now, the Texans have so much potential from their young guys, no matter if it's rookies or players going into their second or third season. Given Ross' ability, everything that you just said, he has the quality to become similar to what J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney, to a certain extent, was to the defensive line over this past decade, especially when you take a look at from what from what, what was the prime of the Watt and Clowney era? What, 2000, wait, 2015 to about 17 or 18, somewhere along those lines, when Watt was healthy? And and, and that's what Blacklock's possessed to this team. And, and you can see it. Everyone knows, like I say, given the situation, given the circumstances, you know, we're not they're not going to put too much on Blacklock in his first season. But starting his second year, I can really see him taking the hams as the leader of that, at least of the, the front defensive seven. Now, staying on the defensive side of the ball, John, let's say four years from now, if this team is able to keep Justin Reed, Lonnie Johnson, a guy who could play corner and safety, Jonathan Gennard's developed, Ross Blacklock becomes, let's say, J.J. Watt 2.0 or something like that. How great and scary do you think this defensive team is going to be in the next three years? Hopefully pretty scary, a good defense that can hold us on. Uh, however, I don't think the Texans can really afford to look three and four years down the line. We got to see what they can do right now. Got to see what they can do right now. And one thing that I don't want to happen is – for any of these rookies outside of them just not playing up to the standard that the Texans would expect and if they're having and if they're having too many rookie mistakes downfalls and it just seems like it's not clicking if they can play put them out there on the field uh, the Texans had an old defense last year somewhat <laughs> uh, you had Jonathan Joseph who was you know old so if they can play go ahead and put them out on the field 
I, I don't want to look three or four years down the line. I, I just want to know what they can do right now. And of course, it stinks. They don't have a, uh, a preseason. We understand that. We're not going to continue to uh, look at that as an excuse because everybody doesn't have a training camp. But if these guys are wowing you guys at practice, if they are beating out and being more impressive at training camp than some of those vets do what's best for the team. However, if they're not and if they're having those rookie mistakes and they're only being able to capitalize in certain situations, then you play them in that situation. You leave them up to be situational, pass rusher situational, uh, third down guy, second down guy, rotation every series or so. Leave them in for that. But if they're out there dominating and having a good training camp, play them. I don't care who's in front of them. Play them. Give yourself the edge. Before we go, well, scratch that. We're not going anywhere. Because it is time to talk about everybody's favorite tight end, Kaheli Warren. And it seems like every single day he finds some kind of way. John, I don't know about you, but I think Kaheli Warren is, has been listening to Locked On Texans. And I don't know what has gotten into him, but over the past two to three days, ever since he made his, his, his debut to the practice field, this man has looked damn good. And like I said, I, I think he's listening to our show. And because it seems like we, we talk about this guy, good or bad, happy or sad, every single week, almost every single day, it is time to introduce a new show within a show. And every time we have to talk about Kahili Warren, we're going to start a chronicle. And I would like to call this Keeping Up with Kaheli. In the very first installment of Keeping Up with Kaheli, this guy has looked damn good. Catching touchdown passes, looking very athletic, very explosive, and um, who? John, it's, it's still too early. I still have to see what is he going to do when the real game comes, that's if he gets playing time. But I just want everybody to know that their favorite tight end, Kelly Warren, has looked damn good. Yeah, it kind of makes me think, will the Texans go into the regular season with four tight ends on their roster? I think that's an interesting discussion to look at. Will they go into the regular season with four tight ends? We know fails. I think they will. They're, they're not going anywhere, right? It's a possibility. Then you look at Thomas, you also look at Kaheli. Two very interesting prospects. Thomas virtually didn't play at all last year. Kaheli didn't play at all last year. Thomas had a very decent rookie season. We didn't get anything out of Kaheli Warren's first first season. This is, you know, I would call it this is his rookie season. If this was the NBA, this would actually be his rookie season. It's very interesting to look at what the Texans could do because if you look at the other side of the field defensively, they are loaded with guys at cornerback, right? But we also know the Texans' history with injuries at that position. So it wouldn't shock me if they went into the regular season with maybe six cornerbacks on the roster. You look at, let's look at it. Gary Young, Lonnie Johnson, Bradley Roby, Vernon Hargraves, uh, Reed, who Who's making a, uh, his name a name for himself, having a good training camp? So I can see them going into 
uh, training camp with I mean, into the regular season with one more cornerback. But it wouldn't be shocking if they went into the regular season with four tight ends on their roster. So I'm going to pose a question. I, I could see the Texans in a situation where you keep all five, especially in a season like this. But if you are Bill O'Brien, who would you cut? Who would you get rid of? Who would you demote to the practice squad? Because this this is why I believe that the tight end may be the Texans' most talented position. Because every single one of these guys, and and, and I'm going to include Kahili Warren. Yes, I know, you know, I, I made a couple jokes about him in the past. But, you know, what I've seen this week in training camp, he looks like he could be a damn good football player as well. So, who do you cut? Who do you put on special teams? Who do you demote to the practice squad? Who Who is going to be your number one tight end? And, you know, this is another thing you and I go back and forth. I I, I say it's Darren Fells, you know, I believe you're on the verge of saying that it's Jordan Atkins, you know, and Jordan Thomas still has the ability to be the starter, you know, if it wasn't for him suffering that that rib injury, he possibly could be the starting tight end, not just in last year, but heading into this season as well. I will say, based off the footage that I saw today, Kahili Warren did look good, and I've been criticized of of being critical of him, and I'm always man enough to walk back any statement that I say. He looked really good, and I, I don't want to do this because it's not fair. The guy hasn't even played in a regular football game yet. He hasn't played football since his last year in college at San Diego State. But I will say, uh, from what the footage I saw at training camp, mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a shade of Owen Daniels. Don't oh, get too hyped, Texas fans. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't get too hyped, but he looked very good. He looked good. He, he looked good, but he looked he's good. not going to be. There's this optimism game. around. I'm sorry? I said he, looks, he, he looked good. I saw it with my own eyes. But he's not going to be on Dames. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, that's why I said don't get too hyped. I did see a shade of uh, – of Owen Daniels, how crisp he ran his route. I thought that was very good to see. That's one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to watching from uh, Kaheli Warren. Not his blocking ability. Of course, I want to see him continuously get better. I'm not expecting for him to be a blocking tight end. I do want to see why the Texans kept you around. And they didn't keep you around for blocking. They kept you around because they believe you can add to what this offense wants to do. And so to see a route like that, to see the explosiveness like that with a very precise route, that's encouraging because, okay, now we're getting an insight on what the coaching staff has been wanting to do with you and why you've been this best-kept secret for so long. But you still haven't answered my question. If you was the GM, who would you make your primary tight end? Who would you put on second team? Who would you cut? Who would you put on practice squad? Who, who, what would you do? You said all that and went around the question that I asked you. It's uh, tough. It's tough. It is That's true. why I say it I is. could see a I could see the Texans in a position where they end up keeping all five of those guys because you never know. And not only do you have to think about injuries in 2020, you also got to think about if one of these guys catch COVID, unfortunately. So it, it is what it is, you know. But I would say if Warren end up proving both of us wrong, 
this is a situation where John and myself, we want to be proven wrong. Because if we are proven wrong, that means Warren is having a hell of a good career, which means the Houston Texans have found success in Warren. So it's not like we don't want to see him fail. It's just hard for us to put so much hype into a guy that we never seen before. And just think about it. The last time he was on a football field, he was in college in 2018. And I mean, it's only based off the thought behind Houston that and the mm-hmm. coaching staff, Bill O'Brien, keeps mm-hmm. saying that they see something in Cahilly that they want him around. Plain and simple. Because Houston has done a very good job of outside of Bradley Roby, how many gang guys are actually left? And that'll be something that, you know, be interesting to look. Um, but Brian Gang drafted this tight end along with Bill O'Brien. And again, they didn't keep you around to pass block. They did not. They kept you around because they believe that you have something the other tight ends may not have. Remind you, Darren Fells only has a two-year deal, and after this year, he can bounce. They can probably let him go. Jordan Atkins is still young, but it's not like if he has a down year from what he did last year, they wouldn't look into other options. Okay, Hilly could be that option that they look into. Also, moving forward, they could just simply be gearing themselves up for a very dynamic two-tight end uh, setup where they have two tight ends, one that does something really well and the other one that does something else really well. And it works perfectly for the offense to balance out and flow. I'm John Some Sports Guy Hickman. Thank you guys for checking out the weekly Texans podcast on this Wednesday. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody. C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Ladies and gentlemen, please be safe. Hopefully we could bring you guys a show tomorrow. It's up in the air only due to the fact that there's a hurricane coming in. If me and John are not on the mic, that means one of us don't have no lights. So, (laughs) you know, in all serious guys, you know, please be safe. Please take the caution. And, um, you know, hopefully we could bring you guys a show tomorrow. But if not, um, hopefully the day after. But With all that being said, stay safe. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.